Welcome to Zikhu Dav Siman Memorabay Ram Goldhai and today we're Zerchas Beya Dav Ramirches, the fifth parak Mashilin. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, Shmuel said, Shoshal Patam, Haru Karagli Ko Adam. The ox of a fattener, which Rashi explains is one who fattens cattle for sale, is accorded the tchum like that of the feet of the one who purchases it. Rashi explains that although the tchum of livestock is generally determined by the tchum of the owner at the onset of Yantav, this case is an exception to the rule. Since it's customary for these cattle to be sold, their owner intended at the beginning of Yantav for them to acquire the tchum of their eventual buyers, even if they are from a different city. And the ox of a shepherd is accorded a tchum like that of the feet of the residents of that city. Rashi explains that this refers to a shepherd who raises his own animals and occasionally sells some to neighbors and acquaintances. The animals accord the tchum of the local town since the shepherd's sales are limited to its residents. Since his animals are not especially fattened, people have no reason to come from another town to buy them. Pointing to the Mishnah of Lamed Zayin Amad Alv stated, If one borrowed a kli on Yantiv, it is accorded a tchum like that of the feet of a lender. The Gemara and Ardav asks, this is obvious, since at the onset of Yantiv, the kli was in the possession of the lender, and answers that this ruling is necessary in the case of Darag of where there is someone in the habit of borrowing from him. You might have said that the lender assigned it to the possession and tchum of the borrower before Yantiv, since he anticipates it's being borrowed on Yantiv. The Mishnah is therefore coming to inform us that this isn't so. The lender will say to himself that since his friend did not yet ask to borrow it, perhaps the borrower will find someone else and borrow from him. Therefore, the lender anticipated retaining possession of the clay, and it thus took on his tchum. And point number three, the Mishnah Daf Lamed Zayin Amenalv stated, And so to a woman who borrowed from her friend Anyantav, condiments for cooking food or water and salt for her dough, these cooked foods or dough are called a tchum like that of the feet of both of them, meaning that they may carry them only within their common tchum area. When Rabbi Abba went up from Babel Teres Israel, he davened, he rabbed the aim of Milsetitiskabel, may it be the will of Hashem that I say something that will be accepted by the scholars there. When he arrived, he found them asking why the dough should be restricted to the tchum common to both of the women. Let the water and salt become bottled to the major ingredient of the dough so that only the tchum of the flour applies. Rabbi Abba said to them, if a cup of one's wheat became mixed with ten kabim of his friend's wheat, may the friend eat the entire mixture and rejoice that he gained a kav because it was bottle? Obviously not. Bittal only works with isurim, but not with monetary matters. Similarly, the tchum of the water does not become nullified in the dough because the tchum is based on ownership. The Rabbanon laughed at him repeatedly, and the Gemara will explain why they rejected his position. Mepharshim explained that his prayer was inappropriate. He should have davened that his argument receive a serious hearing so that the truth of the matter be established. He should not ask that his position necessarily be accepted. So once again, the three points are number one. Shmuel said, The ox of a fattener, which Rashi explains as one who fattens his cattle for sale, is accorded the tchum like that of the feet of the one who purchases it. Rashi explains that although the tchum of livestock is generally determined by the tchum of the owner at the onset of Yantav, this case is an exception to the rule. Since it's customary for these cattle to be sold, their owner intended at the beginning of Yantav for them to acquire the tchum of their eventual buyers, even if they are from a different city. And the ox of a shepherd is accorded tchum like that of the feet of the residents of that city. Rashi explains that this refers to a shepherd who raises his own animals and occasionally sells some to neighbors and acquaintances. The animals accord the tchum of the local town since the shepherd's sales are limited to its residents. Since his animals are not especially fattened, people have no reason to come from another town to buy them. Point number two, the Mishnah Dav Lamed Zayin Amunalv stated, But Yontov Karagli HaMashu, of one borrowed a kli on Yantav, it's accorded a tchum like that of the feet of the lender. The Gemara asks that this is obvious since at the onset of Yantav, the kli was in the possession of the lender. 
and answers that this ruling is necessary in the case of the rug of a shalomine, where he is in the habit of borrowing from him. You might have said that the lender assigned it to the possession and tchum of the borrower before Yantav, since he anticipates it being borrowed on Yantav. This mission is therefore coming to inform us that this isn't so. The lender will say to himself that since his friend did not yet ask to borrow it, perhaps the borrower will find someone else and borrow from him. Therefore, the lender anticipated retaining possession of the Kli, and it thus took on his tchum. And pointing between the mission is stated, and so to a woman who borrowed from her friend, Anyantiv, condiments for cooking food or water and salt for her dough, these cooked foods or dough are accorded the tchum, like that of the feet of both of them, meaning that they may carry them only within their common tchum area. When Rabbi Abba went up from Babel to Eretz Yisrael, he davin, ye rava de'ema milsa titiskabel, may be the will of Hashem that I say something that will be accepted by the scholars there. When he arrived, he found them asking why the dough should be restricted to the tchum, common to both of the women, let the water and salt become bottled to the major ingredient of the dough, so that only the tchum of the flour applies. Rabbi Abba said to them, if a cup of one's wheat became mixed with ten kabim of his friend's wheat, may the friend eat the entire mixture and rejoice that he gained a kav because it was bottle? Obviously not. Bittal only works with these surim, but not with monetary matters. Similarly, the tchum of the water does not become nullified in the dough because the tchum is based on ownership. The Rabbanon laughed at him repeatedly, and the Gemara will explain why they rejected his position. And before she explained that his prayer was inappropriate, he should have davened that his argument receive a serious hearing so that the truth of the matter be established. He should not have asked that his position necessarily be accepted. All right, so now we go to our Simver Dav Lamed Ches, and our standard simon is related to a double lach, a liquid, and we use chicken soup to make it more distinct. So chicken soup is our simon. So here goes. The ox fattener who plumped up his oxen with fatty chicken soup watched the one he just sold go according to the tchum of the buyer, while his friend who borrowed his ladle was restricted to the owner's tchum, where a traveling rabbi happened to be davening that his rulings be accepted by his peers. So once again, in slow motion. The ox fattener who plumped up his oxen with fatty chicken soup, chicken soup, that must be more on dav lamed ches, a double lach. The ox fattened who plumped up his oxen with fatty chicken soup watched the one he just sold go according to the tchum of the buyer, which reminds us that Shor Shalpatim, the ox of one who fattens cattle for sale, is according to the tchum like that of the feet of the one who purchases it. Since it's customary for these cattle to be sold, their owner intended at the beginning of Yanta for them to acquire the tchum of their eventual buyers, even if they're from a different city. Whereas a Shor Shalroa, the ox of a shepherd, is according to tchum like that of the feet of the residents of the local town. Rush explains that this refers to a shepherd who raises his own animals and occasionally sells some to neighbors and acquaintances. The animals accord the tchum of the local town, since the shepherd's sales are limited to its residents. Since his animals are not especially fattened, people have no reason to come from another town to buy them. So the ox fattened, who plumped up his ox with fatty chicken soup, watched the one he just sold go according to the tchum of the buyer, while his friend, who borrowed his ladle, was restricted to the owner's tchum, which reminds the Mishan Daf Lamed Zayin Amad stated, beyond Tov Karagli Amashu, if one borrowed a Kli Yantiv, it's accorded a tchum like the feet of the lender, even even though this is obvious, since at the onset of Yantav the Kli was in the possession of the lender, this ruling was necessary in the case where there is someone who is in the habit of borrowing from it. You might have said that the lender assigned it to the possession and tchum of the borrow before Yantav, since he anticipates it being borrowed on Yantav. But this isn't so. The lender will say to himself that since his friend did not yet ask to borrow, perhaps the borrower will find someone else and borrow from him. Therefore, the lender anticipated retaining possession of the Kli, and thus took on his tchum. So the ox fattener who pumped up his oxen with fatty chicken soup watched the one he just sold go according to the tchum of the buyer, while his friend who borrowed his ladle was restricted to the owner's tchum, where a traveling rabbi happened to be doving that his rulings be accepted 
by his peers. Which reminds us, when Rabbi Abba went out from Babel to Eretz Yisrael, he davened, Ye Rabbi de Milsa de Tisgabel. May be the will of Hashem that I say something that will be accepted by the scholars there. When he arrived, he found them asking why in a case when women boiled water and salt for dough, that the dough should be restored to the tchum common to both of the women, let the water and salt become bottled to the major ingredient of the dough, so only the tchum of the flour applies. When Rabbi Abba gave an answer based on the fact that bitta only works in the case of Isurim, but not a mamon, the Rabbanon laughed at him and the Gemara explains why. The Mephoshim explained that his prayer was inappropriate. He should have done that his argument receive a serious hearing so that the truth of the matter be established. He shouldn't have asked that his position necessarily be accepted. So once again, the ox fattener who plumped up his oxen with fatty chicken soup watched the one he just sold go according to the trum of the buyer, while his friend who borrowed his ladle was restricted to the owner's trum, where a traveling rabbi happened to be dubbing that his rulings be accepted by his peers. All right, now it's time for a four-block back chazara. So the simmer dafalamadalad is a ladder. So here goes. The trod on little bird fluttering at the bottom of the ladder. Ladder? That must be more duff. Lamadalad. The trod on a little bird fluttering at the bottom of the ladder was going to be shechted on Yantiv, which reminds Rabbi Yirmi asked Rabbi Zera, what is halach with regard to shechting a trod on bird on Yantiv after it lived 24 hours? Mimas kinim Do we assume that a problem exists at a concern of violating Yantiv or not? Rush explains that since shechting a trefa animal is asim with the rice in Yantiv, and in this case there is a greater chance the bird is a trefa, do we prohibit the shechidur? Is there an attempt to answer the question based on our mission that prohibits heating new towels to roast on them because they might crack? Similarly, shechidur should be prohibited because the bird could be a trefa. Rabbi Yirmi rejected his proof saying that heating the new towels in Yantiv is prohibited because it's necessary to harden them. So the trod on a little bird fluttering at the bottom of the ladder was going to be shechted on Yantiv by the man who climbed up to his roof every Shabbos during Shviz to designate some drying grapes on the roof for eating, which reminds us in the next mission, Rabbi Lezer said, Omer Adama al-Muksa every Shabbos for Shviz, a person may stand next to foodstuffs that are Muksa on Friday during the Shviz year and declare Mikan Ani Ochelamach. From here, I'll eat tomorrow. The term Muksa refers to figs and grapes that were set in the sun to dry. Rabbi Lezer only requires an oral designation to remove the Muksa status, and one does not have to decide specifically which products will be eaten since he relies on the principle of Brera. The common disagree and say that he must mark off the portion to eat and declare mikan adkan. I'll eat tomorrow from here to here. Rashi explains that the Chami reject the principle of Brera. So the trot on a little bird fluttering at the bottom of the ladder was going to be shechted on Yantiv by the man who climbed up to his roof every Shabbos during Shviz to designate some drying grapes on the roof for eating who had a teaching in his hand that Shabbos is Kovela Maestras whether there is Gemar Molacha or not. Which reminds us, Rava asked Rav Nachman, Shabbos Ma'u Shetik the Does Shabbos establish an obligation for Muxa produce, which is produce that has not been completely processed to be tithed? Do we say that since the Pasuk states, the Karatsu Shabbos Oneg, you shall proclaim the Shabbos a pleasure, Kavav Vafiyo Shalod Nigmar Molachta, the Shabbos establishes an obligation even for produce that has not had its Gemar Molachta or not? Rav Nachman answered, Limud It is a fully developed teaching in our hands that the Shabbos establishes a chiv to take meisters whether the processing was completed or not. The Gemara will challenge Rav Nachman's position. Daf Lamed Hay, so the Simmer Daf Lamed Hay is the children's choir singing La La La. So here goes. The children's choir, children's choir, that must be on Daf Lamed Hay. La La La. The children's choir who are singing their Kobe Lameisris only after a Gemar Malacha song, which reminds us the Gemara presents a statement which contradicts the ruling of Rav Nachman that Shabbos is Kobe Lameisris for even produce that has not been completely processed. When Ravin came from Eretz Yisrael to Bavli, he said in the name of Rav Yochanan, Echad Shabbos, Echad Trumba, Echad Chatzur, Echad Mekach. Whether it's Shabbos or Trumba or Chatzur or Purchase, Kulan and Kovin El Bedvar Shanigmar Malachtan, all of them establish a Chiyu for Meisris 
only for something whose processing has been completed. The Gemara demonstrates that each of the four rulings are subject to a dispute, necessitating Rabbi Yochanan to rule in each case. So the children's choir were singing their Kovela Maestras only after Gemar Malacha's song, as they helped lower wheat and barley through a skyline on Yantav because of pending rain. Which reminds us, the opening mission of the fifth parak states, Mashilun pairs Der Harub Yantav Avalobu Shabbos. We may lower produce through a skyline on Yantav, but not on Shabbos. Rashi explains that if one had spread out wheat and barley on his roof to dry, and fears that oncoming rains will ruin them, he may throw them through a skylight in Yantiv into the house, since it's not considered tirchiyasera, excessive exertion. However, one cannot lift produce to pass it through a window, since this does involve tirchiyasera. So the children's choir who are singing their Kovela Maestras only after Gemar Malacha's song, as they helped lower wheat and barley through a skylight on Yantiv because of pending rain, were told to lower no more than three boxes, because there was no which reminds the Gemara's how much produce may be lowered through the skylight. And the answer is given that it's the amount equivalent to what we learned in the Mishnah Shabbos. Mefanim arba v'chamish kupo shel tevim shel midrash. We may clear away four or five boxes of straw produce because of guests or because of limiting seating in the base of midrash. Our Mishnah too would allow moving four or five boxes. The Gemara gives three reasons why this amount would not necessarily apply to our Mishnah. Daf Vav. So the simmer Daf Vav is a lulav. So here goes. The one who brought a sheet with lulav designs, lulav designs, that must mean we're on daf lamed vav, lulav. The woman who brought a sheet with lulav designs on it to cover bricks from dripping water, anyantiv, which reminds the Mishnah on daf lamed hey amabe stated mechasim peros, we may cover the produce to protect it from dripping water. On our daf, lulav said, vafil avir delivne, even rows of bricks may be covered. We don't say that since the bricks are muksa and may not be moved, a cloth may not be moved for their benefit. Rabbi Yitzhak said, peros haruin, only produce, which is suitable for yantiv use, can be covered. And Rabbi Yitzhak follows his reason to express elsewhere that Akli may not be moved except for the need of an item which itself may be moved on Shabbos. So the woman who brought a sheet with love designs on it to cover bricks from dripping water on Yantiv and notice men carrying a grub shall ray and a dead mouse out of the house, which reminds us, Shmuel said, Grav shall reva avit shall me reglaim, mutu hotzim ashba, a vessel for excrement or for urine may be removed to the trash heap on Shabbos, ukshemach zero nosimbo maimach zero. And when he returns it, he should put water into it and then return it to the house. The more explains that originally it was understood from the statement that something repulsive may be removed only together with a kli, which contains it. However, it may not be removed by itself, but this is not so. For there was a mouse which was found among the spices of Ravashi, and Ravashi said, knock the of afkuag grab it by its tail and remove it. We see that something which is repulsive may even be handled directly. So the woman who brought a sheet with love designs on it to cover bricks from dripping water on Yantiv and notice men carrying a grub shall ray and a dead mouse out of the house were horrified when they were told they were not permitted to climb a tree or flee on a horse. Which reminds us that activities prohibited because of Shvus, a rabbinical injunction on Shabbos, are also forbidden on Yantiv. One may not ascend a tree, one may not ride upon an animal, one may not swim in water, and one may not clap hands, slap thighs, or dance. And the reasons are given behind each of these bands. Daf Lamed Zayn, so the similar Daf Lamed Zayn is laser tag. So here goes. The new Yantiv-themed laser tag park, laser tag, that must be one Daf Lamed Zayn. The new Yantiv-themed laser tag park, which prohibited consecrating laser guns because of their similarity to commerce, which reminds us on Yantav, we may not consecrate nor make assessment mouse nor make a harem, which is pronouncing an object that one owns as set aside for priestly or temple use because of a gazer mishum mekar, a precautionary decree because of their similarity to commerce, since the ownership of an object is transferred to the temple treasury.
So the new Yantar-themed laser tag park, which prohibited consecrating laser guns because of their similarity to commerce, required participants to shoot at livestock that always followed the feet of a single shepherd, which reminds us, the question of whether livestock are accorded the tchum like the owner or to the shepherd depends on whether there is one or more shepherds. A Bryce's case that stated it goes to the shepherds, even though it wasn't handed over to the shepherd, until Yantar refers to a town with one shepherd, so that it was clear that the animal would be entrusted to him. It therefore assumes it's tchum. Whereas the Mishnah that states it's accorded the tchum of the owner refers to a town with two shepherds, so that it was not clear before Yantav who the animal would be entrusted to. So the new Yantav-themed laser tag park, which prohibited consecrating laser guns because of their similarity to commerce, required participants to shoot at livestock that always followed the feet of a single shepherd, and awarded bonus points for hitting the partnership animal, which used sustenance from two separate chumim. Which reminds us, it was said, Shnaim shalachu chaviz behem b'shutfas, if two people purchased a barrel of wine or an animal for slaughter in partnership with Yantav, and divided the wine and meat on Yantav, Rav said, chaviz muteros behem asura, the wine in this barrel is permitted, meaning it may be carried by each of his partners throughout his chumaria, while the meat of the animal is prohibited except within the common chumaria. But Shmuel said, chaviz nami asura, the wine in the barrel is also prohibited except within the common chumaria. Rush explains that Shmuel does not accept the principle of Brera, Rav does hold a brayer, except that an animal is different since it was alive at the onset of Yantiv, and the two shares which have different tchum boundaries draw sustenance from each other. Thus, each share contains nutrients drawn from the other share, making it subject to the other tchum boundary as well. All right, that concludes today's shear. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichur wishing you a great day and great learning.